The men left the main trail about a mile out of town and headed into the hills to the south. It made sense. The main trail appeared to go around the hills, making it easier for wagons to travel. The woman would certainly have taken the flat route with the heavy-laden wagon she was driving. Clint kept his distance behind the men. He didn't want to spook them or cause a confrontation before he knew what was happening. The trail led through the hills up and down for over an hour, when suddenly they stopped. Clint found a good spot on a ridge, a hundred yards behind the trio. They had concealed themselves among the boulders at a spot where the trail narrowed for a good distance. It was a perfect spot for an ambush, and Clint suddenly feared for the woman's life. Quickly and quietly, he began snaking his way down the ridge, closing in on the trio from behind. By the time he had managed to get close enough to act, the woman was rolling up on their position, and he knew he needed to wait and catch them in the act. Here she comes, boss, the man wearing a dirty brown hat called out as the woman rounded a blind bend in the road a few hundred yards away. I told you she'd be right here when we wanted her to be. The boss man stated as he pulled his bandana over his face and drew his gun. The woman wasn't moving very quickly when she came into the narrows. The road was rough, and the crates, despite being tied down, were shifting and bouncing with every rut. When she was about twenty yards from the bandits, they shoved a small boulder into her path and then jumped out from their concealment in the bushes. That'll be far enough, lady, the boss man yelled. Just let go of the reins and stay right there in your seat, and don't even think about reaching for that rifle. As a rule, I try not to shoot women, but if you force me, I will. Go to hell. Who do you think you are? You're here to steal the machinery? She challenged. And your money? The leader added quickly as he and the others walked up to each side of the wagon. Now, get down off the wagon, he demanded. Susan started to stand as if she was going to comply, and one of the men reached out to help her get down. But before he could grab her, she kicked him in the face and grabbed her whip. The man she kicked fell backwards, howling as he fell. The whip in hand, she spun around intending to whip the man with the gun, only to have the whip shot out of her hand. Oh! She cried out as she grabbed her hand. That'll be enough of that, lady. The next time you disobey me, I'll break my own rule about not shooting women. The man on the ground jumped up and reached for her as he screamed, that bitch broke my teeth. Blood was running down his chin, and he was holding his bandana tightly against his mouth. That was when Clint fired his first shot. The man holding the horses spun around and drew on Clint, but he was no match for a man with his gun already drawn. Clint shot him before his gun could clear the holster. The boss man and the man the woman kicked spun around as well. But before they could draw, Clint fired twice more, and two men went down, dead. Are you all right? Clint asked, walking up to her. How did you get here? She replied. I rode my horse. Are you all right? Clint pressed. Of course you rode your horse. 
I want to know how you came to be here. She barked at him. I followed them. Now, are you all right? Clint asked a third time. Why would you follow them? What was the reason you'd do such a thing? Sighing, he replied, I overheard them say they would take the shortcut and be waiting for her at the Narrows. Now, before you ask why I would follow someone based on that, it just sounded like they were up to no good. Clint shared and then added, So I take it you're all right. Why wouldn't I be? I've been through far worse than this. Do you always follow strangers who sound as if they are up to no good? Clint walked around to check each man to be sure he was dead. He also rifled their pockets, taking their money and other valuables along with their guns and gun belts. 